Hello everyone, my name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Myers Detox podcast. Today we are going to be talking about pelvic health, uh, pelvic floor muscles, urinary incontinence, prolapse, and different types of injuries that can happen, including urinary incontinence, other things that can go wrong and haywire in women after they have a baby or they're, you know, going into menopause or just, there's just ways you can injure yourself also if your pelvic floor muscles become weak and atrophy, which happens to so many women because they don't have an awareness about their pelvic floor muscles. And uh, they also just, they just don't know how to exercise them also. So we're going to be talking with Issa Herrera on the show today. She's so hilarious. This is such a good podcast. And uh, she's going to talk about how to recover from pelvic floor injury and urinary incontinence and give you options. Because when you're at your doctor's, you know, they really don't have a lot of options for pelvic floor injuries or how to strengthen them. They just say if there's no pill or surgery, you're really not getting any answers. And so many women suffer and live with urinary incontinence and vaginal prolapse and other other injuries that I personally suffered as well after having a baby. And it's not necessary. And Isa Herrera is determined to change that and help women. Um, so the things we're gonna talk about today is why pelvic floor injuries are so common after giving birth in and in menopause, and how to reclaim your pelvic power with three simple exercises and how to avoid surgery, how why 30 million women are suffering from pelvic pain and what they can do to heal naturally. They're having uh, pain during intercourse, and this can be addressed naturally and how pelvic floor health can influence digestive health and constipation and things like that. And we'll talk about the Kegel controversy and why Kegels can hurt bladder and sexual health if they're not done correctly. There's a lot of different types of Kegels. It's not just a one size fits all. And uh, how to create perfect you know, down there muscles for stronger orgasms. We'll also talk how to stop and avoid wearing diapers. So seriously, you can uh, fix that. You know, the Depends diapers and other diapers out there for adults are very expensive and they're not necessary. You can reverse urinary incontinence. And also, you know, why your doctor doesn't know anything about healing the pelvic floor, at least most doctors, and you're not going to get these options from them that we're going to talk about today on the show. So listen up, because every woman needs to know this information, because at some point in your life, you could experience issues with your vajayjay and pelvic floor health if you don't maintain strong, uh, healthy muscles down there. And so some of you guys listening to this show are obviously interested in heavy metal toxicity, what your body burden of muscles is. So I created a, a quiz called heavymetalsquiz.com. Takes two seconds to take it. And based on all these lifestyle questions, uh, you'll get an answer as to your relative level of toxins in your body, and then a free video series afterwards about what to do next. And a lot of very common questions that people have about detoxification, like where do I start? What kind of testing should I do? What kind of supplements are best to start with? Common detox mistakes, and a, a lot of frequently asked questions that people have when they're first starting out to detox their body of heavy metals and chemicals. So go check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. My guest today, Isa Herrera, she's an MSPT and CSCS, and she's a licensed pelvic physical therapist, as well as an expert in integrative pelvic floor therapies. She developed her ex expertise in diagnosing and treating pelvic pain, leaking, and prolapse by helping over 14,000 women since 2005 at her New York City Madison Avenue healing center called Renew PT. Isa 
pioneered the use of integrated modalities like Maya massage, cold laser therapy, sound healing, and Andean energy techniques with evidence-based physical therapy in ways that had never been done before. Isa incorporates a mind-body-spirit approach to all pelvic healing and believes that every woman holds the key to her own healing and can be her own inner doctor. I believe that too. And she's also the author of five books on the topic of pelvic floor dysfunction and pelvic pain, including the newly released international bestseller, Female Pelvic Alchemy. Isa's new online school, pelvicreliefpain.com, brings all of her expertise to a global audience, incorporating exercises, self-care techniques, and integrative tools to maximize female healing and professional training. So you can learn more about Isa at pelvicpainrelief.com. Isa, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am super excited to be here. Yes. So, so tell me a little bit about your work and how you got involved in helping women with their pelvic issues. Well, you know, when I started out my career uh, many, many moons ago, I was a personal trainer and working in orthopedic physical therapy. And they say, you know, there are moments that come where your entire life gets turned around and changed. And the day that I had my daughter was the day that I birthed my purpose. Because until then, I had no idea what the pelvic floor was. I was just like happy. I was walking around. I didn't even pay attention, honestly, you know, which is really interesting that there's no preventative care, you know, recommended to to girls these days in school or even being taught about the pelvic floor. And when I had all this trauma in my pelvis, I kept going from one doctor to another doctor to another doctor in search of answers. And then in PT school, they actually taught you zero. Like I had a 30 minute lecture on the pelvic floor in my online program. The lecture is three hours long on anatomy alone. So that's how I started my whole process. And then I knew intuitively that, that you can heal naturally, right? Cause we're dealing with a set of muscles. We're not dealing with any, you know, it's organic muscles, nerves, fascia. And from being a personal trainer, I knew that they had to be natural ways to heal yourself. And so I went on this whole mission. I shadowed all the top doctors in the country. I took every single course I can get my hands on. I researched absolutely everything. And then I pivoted my entire life and opened up a practice on Madison Avenue. Well, what happened to you? Like, so you gave birth to your child and then what symptoms were you having that led you down this path that like so many women are dealing with? Yeah, that's a really great question, Wendy. Thank you for asking me that. The interesting thing is that um, everything looked fine from the outside. So every time I went to my doctor, he would say, you're healing nicely. Everything looks great. And I'm like, well, this is unusual. I was leaking on myself. I couldn't sit to breastfeed. I had pressure in my pelvis and, and sexual intimacy was impossible, you know, even a couple of months later. And I kept going back to him. He kept saying, listen, everything is healing. You just need more time, more time, more time. And I did give it more time until I realized, listen, I can't even breastfeed. I can't even sit. I can't even walk. There is something very wrong. And now I know what happened. I had actually had an internal tear of my vaginal wall. But because he couldn't see it and because they don't examine the pelvic floor muscles and many OBGYNs and, and women's health practitioners are not taught how to evaluate and examine these muscles, he had no idea, right? So here I am suffering. I keep thinking something is wrong with me because he kept telling me that everything looked beautiful and perfect from the outside, but I was a total mess. So these are some of the common symptoms that women have, leaking, pelvic organ prolapse, which I had. Um, scar pain, internal scar pain on the muscles, inability to sit, pain with urination. Those are some of the common um, symptoms. Yeah, and I know so many girlfriends, they've had a baby and then uh, their, their first one was fine and the second one, they kind of fell apart and uh, like they're sneezing or laugh and they, they urinate a little bit and just have these really uncomfortable symptoms that uh, when you go to your doctor, there's really no information or education or, you know, there's not a medication or a surgery, like there, there's no options. Yeah, and that, that's so true. And the thing is, typically in other countries, women who have babies in the postpartum period, they'll get um, pelvic education. 
they're taught, they're evaluated by a physical therapist. But in the U.S., there's nothing like that. You don't have a baby. You get your six-week checkups, and it's like, hasta la vista, baby. You know? You're not seen again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to be dying for the, you know, to go back. I'm like, bye. And, bye. <laughs> See, you go do Kegels, right? That's yeah. the number one thing. Go do Kegels. And the majority of women don't know how to do Kegels. So I think that because a lot of women know that it's it's common, right? A lot of women experience these issues. We start to be, we start to think that that's just the way things are, that there's no way to change them, right? And we start to think because it's common, it's normal, but actually it's not. Just because these issues are common, these symptoms are common, they're not normal. And there are natural ways to bring yourself back to vitality, especially after the second baby. That's even harder. Yeah, yeah, because you're just kind of stretching everything out again. And, and I was, I was surprised how weak I became when I when I was pregnant. And uh, I feel really lucky, though, I'd been doing Pilates since I was 25. And they're always talking about tightening your pelvic floor muscles. And the whole thing is surrounding tightening up your, you know, your stomach muscles and your pelvic floor muscles. So I was very aware of that, but I couldn't work out when I was pregnant. And so just everything just I fell to pieces. And then the minute I, I healed up after pregnancy started working out again. And um, just my my one of my pelvic floor muscles uh, uh, got pulled. And it just took it took two years of physical therapy to get to where I could walk again. So I, I identify with women that have problems because you have these well, talk about that, like what happens with pregnancy where you know, like everything is just completely relaxing and you almost like all your muscles atrophy, and you're much more prone to injury. It's true. And the thing is that these issues, I mean, once a pregnant woman starts to experience pelvic floor dysfunction and starts to get these symptoms, they don't miraculously go away in the postpartum period. The woman is already compromised, right? So I think in pregnancy, this perineal education is absolutely critical and showing women how to protect their muscles so they bounce back quicker. And also, showing women what positions to labor in so they don't put themselves at a risk for an orthopedic injury, which happens a lot, right? I mean, I've treated so much obstetrical trauma over the last decade. It's absolutely insane. So I think in pregnancy, we need to almost be aware. And even before pregnancy, I believe that women should be preparing, right? So it's like like me. Like I didn't think about it, but I should have been thinking about it, right? Pre-pregnancy preparation and then doing sensible workout during pregnancy so that you can go through the marathon of labor and delivery, which by the way, that's a crazy marathon, right? You need to be I mean, fit to do that. You need to be fit for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so this is not only mothers that are dealing with this, of course, women, uh, you know, all walks of life have, uh, can have pelvic floor issues, but like as a new mom, like how can women protect their pelvic floor from uh, getting damaged or having issues down there? I think as a new mom, the main thing that I see is women getting really too, going too quickly into regular physical activity, doing too much too soon, especially impact exercises like running. And then they, 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 because the pelvic floor muscles function as a stability, have a stability function, right? They have, they stabilize the pelvis, but because something, a baby just came out of your pelvis, you're probably unstable, so you have to train the pelvic floor muscles in a way to hold you together. So as a young mother, not lifting anything heavier than the baby, which by the way, individuals look at me, they're like, what? You're like, what, from the 50s? I'm like, no, I am just telling you that if you <laughs> do that, you're going to have some serious issues later on. And then we, I have to pick this all up afterwards, you know? Um, I think that's important. I think if a woman has had a cesarean birth, Really important that she rehab her muscles also in the postpartum period, but not by doing crunches, you know, and making sure that they um, take care of the separation, the abdominal separation that frequently happens in pregnancy and in the postpartum period. And by the way, I see um, diastasis recti separation, which is the abdominal separation in young women as well, because they have very bad uh body mechanics, right? That exasperates and separates, or they're doing too many crunches. So I would say the first thing is don't do crunches, right? Be really aware of how you're carrying the baby. Make sure that you're sitting really tall, 
right there. You're now slouching into your pelvis. And to make sure to pay attention if there's pain in the body and to avoid the things that give you pain, of course. I mean, sometimes we, we, we become very stoic as new moms and we're like, oh, no. We're just going to, you know, roll through this and our body is going to feel better and we're going to be miraculously healed and we compound the injury. So if you had an injury pre-pregnancy and then you were put in a position, a labor position that exasperated that injury, in the postpartum period, you have to do some sort of rehabilitation, right? And that doesn't mean that you have to go out and, and, and you know, do two years of PT. By the way, I... I know women who've been in PT for two years. I think the most important thing is to have a very well-curated self-care program that you can do on your own that makes sense to you, right? Because a lot of new moms are really busy. A lot of professional women are really busy. They don't have time to be going back and forth to these appointments. So once you get the foundational information, then how you care program that gives you the results that you're seeking. Yeah, I made a mistake in like kind of overestimating my fitness level, which I think a lot of women do when they've been fit their whole life and they get pregnant and I really couldn't work out very much because if I got hot or I would get really nauseated. So that kind mm -hmm. of put the kibosh on any kind of workouts I was doing. And, uh, and then as soon as I got the green light from the doctor, you can work out now. You know, I really wasn't doing much. I just did like some like TV 30 minute yoga, not a big deal, right? But I destroyed my pelvic floor doing that. It was too much too soon. And that led into two years of physical therapy. Like I literally couldn't walk for more than 10 minutes because of my wow. my injury. So, um, so I really identify with this. Like you just, you have to be really, really careful when you're after you have a baby, don't push it. You'll, you'll, you're, cause you're, isn't it true that the relaxin, the hormone that kind of relaxes all of your muscles and your pelvis, um, takes a year, 18 months to really kind Absolutely. of everything just mm -hmm. to kind of go back to how you were before. <laughs> and the thing is in the, yeah, that's so good. And I'm glad that you brought this up about the six week checkup because one of the things that makes me absolutely nuts. And I know, like, I think every single OBGYN in New York City, and I'm always talking to them, they're like, leave me alone, you know, is do not give the green light to a new mom unless you've evaluated her pelvic floor because you have no idea what is going on in there. And if you can't do that, then get her to a referral, get her to someone who can actually help her. Because I think sometimes in that six-week checkup, there's two questions. What do you want for birth control? And then the other one is, how do you feel? Great, go out and do what you were doing before. Without taking into consideration the changes and the hormonal changes that are happening in a new mom's body. And by the way, this also happens with these hormonal changes in older women, right? When they start to leak, when they hit menopause and they need more power in the pelvis. So it's really interesting that that the, the hormones play a big part in pelvic health, but then you also have to start to work out and really take care of your body and and listen to your body. Like I wasn't listening to my body either. I was just like, no, I'm going to walk. Oh, I'm going to put my baby on. And I really believe that's how I develop my props. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. So let's talk about cesarean births. So uh, do women who have cesarean births, are they also prone to have uh, pelvic issues? That's a great question because I think, you know, in New York City, there's a high cesarean rate. So I think I treated, you know, thousands of women with cesareans. And the interesting thing is that, yes, we have the nine months of pregnancy. There's a lot of pressure on the pelvic floor. But with a cesarean, they don't cut through the abdominal muscles, but they cut through the fascial system of the abdominals. And the thing is that that system is connected to the pelvic floor. So not only are you compromised because of the pregnancy, but now you have um, a cut in the fascial system and now you have scar tissue that you have to deal with. So women who have cesarean say, oh, I'm always perfect down there. But I, and this has been my experience, many of those women tend to experience a painful intercourse after a cesarean birth because their muscles are all gripped, mm -hmm. very gripped and very tight, developing trigger points. And then the pelvic floor muscles and the abdominals, they love each other. It's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the abdominals are like all pissed off, right? And so the pelvic floor just responds, right, as a protective spasm 
or as a protective guarding. And so they tend to be very tight and then they go out and they do more Kegels or they do more athletic activities. And then it becomes to the point where even their, their intimacy suffers and even their orgasms suffer. Yeah. And so, and so you mentioned menopausal women. Um, what are some of the issues that you see happen specifically in women that are hitting mer- uh, perimenopause and menopause and what's going on with uh, their pelvic floors? I think a couple of that, that, that's good. That's good. Because I, I think that we forget the divine, beautiful older women, right? 50% of older women will experience a pelvic organ prolapse. That's, that's one out of two. That's a very high percentage, right? A lot of them have, as they, their hormones change, they, sometimes they have some laxity in the tissue or sometimes they have some dryness in the tissue contributing to either leaking or painful intercourse or a combination of everything where they have a trifecta, prolapse, leaking, and um, painful intimacy. So in the perimenopausal and the menopausal stage, as we're going through this dynamic change, we have to pay even more attention to our pelvic floor and have a very well curated program, self-care program, even if nothing has happened and you feel perfectly fine down there. Because the statistics show that 50% of older women leak, we have 49% of women with incontinence, right? One out of three with chronic sexual pain. I mean, I, I consider this to be a, a sort of an epidemic. That's shocking. That is absolutely shocking. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is shocking. And, and it breaks my heart when they come to the center and they're so far gone and now they're wearing diapers or they're having, they're stuck with their panty liners. And, and when they go for their checkups, the doctor's not having this deep conversation with them. Like, okay, what can you do to restore the vaginal tissues? Do you, what kind of exercises should you be doing? And that's why I'm really keen on physicians knowing how to care and being educated about pelvic floor therapy. I'm not saying you have to treat it, but you need to know what's going on so you can educate and make an informed referral if you need to. Yeah. And so tell us what is organ prolapse? What is that exactly? So the pelvic floor muscles are like a basket. I call it the basket of your being. You know, they're like this beautiful, dynamic, gorgeous. Because to me, I'm fascinated with these muscles. And they hold things, right? They hold us up. Um, They hold our uterus. They hold the bladder. They hold the intestines. And they hold the rectum. And when these muscles lose their tone, they lose their elasticity, um, or they've been um, injured, sometimes the muscles become weak or too tight or a combination of both. And and these organs can drop into the vagina or outside the vagina, Hmm. right? And so when, when a woman goes for her checkup, right, all MDs need to be screening for pelvic organ prolapse. And it's not that difficult to screen for it. I mean, it can be learned in under a minute. So... It's, it's all about how do we change the dynamics of how women's health care is, is being performed by the clinician and, and, and the women being educated with shows like this, like your podcast. So thank you for having me on because this is really incredible. How does she bring this conversation into the doctor's visit so that everybody is working together to make her like this queen, this beautiful goddess, but she deserves this, right? No woman deserves to be suffering with these kind of issues. When we know that the research shows that you can heal organically and naturally through exercise, massage, yoga, meditation, you know, you name it. Yeah. And the solutions are are relatively simple. I mean, this is not rocket science, just people just don't know and the doctors don't know. So I love that you provide such amazing solutions for women. Um, so talk about one of the solutions. So Kegel exercises. So what are those? And, you know, can women be doing those at home? Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. There's so much Kegel controversy. I'm actually going to be covering this in my master class. Um, Kegels are fantastic exercises and the moment i think and in in the media and social media you hear oh don't do kegels i think the moment that we tell women not to do kegels is the moment that we disempower her right we say don't do this vital exercise that's going to bring you you know amazing um 
orgasms and connection and you're going to be able to move freely. So a Kegel is a deep contraction of the pelvic floor muscles, but it also incorporates a lift. So it's an inward and then an upward lift as you exhale. And it's, it's just like doing a bicep curl, except that you're doing vagina curls, right? And so it's a squeeze in and up. The problem is that many women start to believe that they fail, and I think they fail for a number of reasons. One, a lot of women are not candidates for Kegels and shouldn't be doing them, especially if there's an issue where the pelvic floor muscles are too tight, there's scar tissue, or there's painful intercourse, right? That's definitely a sign that your muscles are already contracted. So think about that, right? If your muscles are already tight and you have an injury and it hurts, are you going to go around doing more more you know, exercises, that doesn't make any sense. You need to be doing more of a relaxation exercise with that. So Kegels are amazing. There's not only one type of Kegel. I teach over 25 different types of Kegels in my program. Sometimes as women connect from our vaginas, so we need to reconnect to these muscles and communicate with them. So sometimes you may need to put a yoni egg inside, or you may need to put a finger inside because we need to increase our proprioceptive input, right? Like we need to understand what's going on down there. But so many of us haven't even been taught the anatomy, let alone how to test to see if you're doing a proper Kegel. And so these are the things that I think are missing in women's healthcare today. And, you know, with programs like this and my program and bringing the information out there, I think women are getting smarter, right? They're like, oh, okay. Am I a candidate for a Kegel? Should I be doing them? And don't do the same old, same old, right? It's like what Albert Einstein says, right? You you do the same thing over and over again and you expect different dynamic results. That's the, the meaning of insanity. Yes, right? yeah. And I think it's so important because with the statistics that you talked about, like 50% of women, older women, or women in menopause have uh, some form of uh, vaginal dysfunction. You know, we need to be learning this information to take care of our, our vajayjays and prevent these things because they're easily preventable. I think so too. And that's the one of the things that, that it's my mission. You know, I have a big mission. I want to help 1 million women heal from pelvic floor dysfunction. It's something that I do every year. I do this big, huge broadcast. I invite everyone to attend. I have online programs because I think that this information needs to be e be easily, easily accessible. I just think that the information needs to be out there, but there's so much misinformation is how do you cut through the noise and how do you listen? Like there's people who, who do my work who have no business even, <laughs> you know, making a recommendation. So really try to partner yourself off with somebody who, who knows the work. It's like everything else, right? You want to do a good detox, they go to you. Because mm -hmm. this, this is your specialty. You want to know about pelvic floor, align yourself with someone who's really very well educated and, and, and understands the nuances and how to train the pelvic floor muscles. Yeah, and so let's talk about um, kind of the results from doing Kegels. So when you do the right kind of Kegels for you, what kind of benefits can someone enjoy? Oh, it's interesting. I just put a little Instagram post on this. It was, it was like 10, but I won't go through all of them. I think one of the main things is circulation. I think circulation, as you know, is critical for any body part, but for the pelvic floor more so because it helps us to increase sensation. It helps us stop leaking. Reduce frequent bathroom trips. Some women's lives are being ruined because they're just constantly peeing, right? Uh, it helps reduce the risk of organ prolapse, the discomfort of that. It helps with amazing orgasms. It helps with the intensity of orgasms. It helps with um, movement, right? Because they play a big part in stabilizing the pelvis and the lumbar spine. So if you want to play tennis, if you want to run, whatever, you know, there's so many things right now uh, out there that you can do, then you got to be thinking that what is the weakest link in the body? And if it's your pelvic floor, then you need to train that. So you're not peeing while you're playing tennis or while you're lifting weights at the gym. And some women think that that's actually normal, that that's a normal response, you know, peeing on yourself in your pants when you're lifting weights. And I'm going to tell you right now, it, that is not normal. And, you know, there's some people, there's some slogans that say, work as hard as you can until you pee on yourself. I'm like, <laughs> really? That's the best they got for us? I mean, depends <laughs> are big business. I mean, big, huge. 
huge business, billion dollar industry. So why would, you know, an industry that's, that's really, you know, overtaken older women's lives. And by the way, they're very expensive. It's probably less expensive to join something like my program than to buy a whole month, a whole year of depends. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. What, liners. One time I got sent something in the mail, I guess I reached a certain age demographic and I got sent two free depends in the mail, like a sample. Like it's that time for you. I could That's not, crazy. Be- I could not believe it. I'm like that. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. And the thing is, I went to the, I was at the CVS. I don't know what I was getting, uh, you know, and I was like, I almost I went across the incontinence aisle or the, they call it continence aisle. And I was flabbergasted at the prices. I had no idea how expensive these things really are. And like, wow, all this money going down the drain for something that can be treated holistically and naturally with exercise. And the women are not being guided. Because I don't believe in, I'll guide you and I'll take you where you need to be. But ultimately, you're the one that has to have the control over your own destiny and your own body, right? So I'm all about partnership healthcare, empowerment healthcare. Um, so I'm very like, no, you need to learn how to do this on your own. And, and in my clinic on Madison Avenue, I used to tell people you have six visits to get this. People used to bit freak out on me. And I'm like, and I'm doing this for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I know it may seem harsh, but it was the only way that I can be really strict and tell women, no, you need to care for this. You need to understand this. You need to go home and work on your um, sensual or VJJ self-care. You know, five minutes a day doesn't take that long once you know what to do. Sometimes if you're severely injured like the way you were, it could, like I was working on myself for an hour to an hour and a half a day when I was going through my injury. Yeah, I was too. It was just, you know, when you have an injury down there, anywhere on your pelvic floor, I mean, you can't do a lot. You can't like bend over and pick up a weight. I couldn't walk for more than 10 minutes. I couldn't sit. I mean, it was just, it's just agonizing. It really takes over your entire life. And that's why I, I was desperate. I went to physical therapy three times a week for a couple of years. I was desperate yeah. for a solution. No, and it's true. And then, and, and the thing is, that's that's the way to do it though, right? You you really need to go to somebody who knows how to take care of you, who's going to show you how to care for yourself for the long run, right? After you recover too, I call it like a maintenance program. So I, I, I'm glad that you got the help that you did because we're having this conversation now, right? Exactly. It's really interesting because a lot of, I, I mean, I do a lot of podcasts and, and, and video and audio stuff. And, and I can always tell who's on the other side, right? Have they, have they been through something, you know? Is it like, just have Isa because she's like, you know, the hot thing and let's get on the show. (laughs) (laughs) No, but women need to hear this information because there's so many women that are dealing with urinary incontinence. And uh, so what kind of things can women do to tame their bladder or tone their, their sphincter to stop urinary incontinence? I think that's, that's a really great question. I think that with urinary incontinence, one of the things that I find is that women stop drinking water. That is the kiss of death for the pelvic floor, as it is for the entire body. But when you don't drink water, the, the bladder gets pissed off and it becomes irritated. The lining of the bladder becomes irritated and it gives you more urge. So you get frequent urination. And then with the frequent urination, then you disrupt the voiding and then the muscles become tighter and you have trigger points. So I think if you're leaking, women say, oh, no, I'm leaking. I can't drink water. No way, because I'm going to leak more. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to leak less. You will leak less. I think one of the other big things that I really like is um, something called the pelvic brace, which I think is pretty phenomenal. I teach this in my programs where a woman does a gentle abdominal contraction where she brings the belly button in and up, not just back, because if you squeeze your abdominal muscles back, you're going to increase too much downward pressure. So it has to be in and up towards the heart and a baby Kegel when you cough, sneeze, laugh, lift. And that's a protective mechanism for the pelvic floor. So that's one of the things that I like. I think sitting is the new smoking for the pelvic floor. Excessive sitting creates a lot of um, weakness in the pelvic floor, also trigger points. And sitting in really bad posture 
and having poor ergonomics at your office or at home can also make the muscles too tight and weak, right? Because we think that everything is loose. But what I find is that a lot of women are too tight because of stress, anxiety, overdoing it, improper body mechanics, sitting too long. And so those are the types of women that then what do they do? They do more Kegels. But in essence, they should be doing the reverse, the reverse Kegel and opening and relaxing and massaging until they come back into balance and then they can strengthen, right? Because like everything in our bodies, we want homeostasis, right? We want balance. And it's the exact same thing with the pelvic floor muscles. They have to be balanced. Tighter is not better. And that's something else that will lose down there and then they, they start to grip too much. So tighter is not better. Yeah, and also I'm sure that, you know, your stomach strength plays a big role in your ability to stabilize yourself as well, stabilize not only your pelvic muscles, but your lower back. And it's just, it's all tied together. So if you have a weak stomach, you can have problems mm -hmm. in that other, that region also. Yeah, and then you can have a weak stomach and then you can have scar tissue in your tummy and then you can also have trigger points. So what do women do? They do traditional crunches. Right. And for me, traditional crunches went out with bell bottoms in the 70s. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> I don't teach it. I don't think it's effective. I don't think it's functional. So when I teach core, I teach a crunchless core where I work the really deep muscles and then incorporate some planks and side planks and then incorporate some toe taps, whatever it is. But I don't use the crunch because I assume everybody has a diastasis recti separation. And when you do a regular crunch, that's going to open you up and it's going to open up the separation and then it's going to give you more symptoms because the, that abdominal separation, it's been correlated with low back pain, leaking, pelvic organ prolapse, uh, sexual pain. And it makes sense, right? It, it's, it holds you together, right? And if it's weak, then it's having, it's, it's having, it's sending messages to the pelvic floor too. So then women are highly compromised, which is why I always saw with the crunchless core work. Yeah, that happened to my girlfriend. She had the diastasis recti separation. And and I and she just worked out like a mad woman when she was pregnant. She was probably doing the crunches, which led to to that when she was pregnant. Yeah, and the thing is afterwards it's more difficult to close the gap up because of that relaxing hormone, everything is sort of like loosey-goosey. And so women get very upset and there's terms like the mummy tummy or the mummy pooch, which I hate. But these things can be fixed with a postpartum belt. You know, you, you bind correctly. You do the right crunches. So for women who are looking to strengthen their core, who also have pelvic floor dysfunction, I say start with a no crunch core program. And I feature those in my, in my, in my online programs, but I can't stand it when I see women doing 10,000 crunches and they see the little alien pop out, yeah. you know, that little thing. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you see that, that means you have a diastasis recti separation. You can even be herniated. That's the last thing we want is a herniation. So we want to be thinking, what are the messages that our bodies are subtly telling us and sometimes just hitting us over the head with? And then how do we fix that? And how do we navigate our own boat, right? How do we become the captains of our own healthcare? I mean, th this at the end of the day, I think that's where we have to go. We have to go that you have, to, the woman has to become the leader of her healthcare and really needs to be very well educated about what's happening with her body. Yeah, I, I felt bad for my friend that had the diastasis recti separation in her stomach muscles because her doctor said the only way to fix it is with surgery and just so so the little muscle fascia back up. Um, but and that's just the the options women are getting at their doctors. And it's so true. And the thing, you know, I, I've treated so many corrections that needed to then be handled in a different way with rolling and, and, and a whole bunch of other techniques that I use. But the thing is, the acid bacteria separation, the first line of defense is conservative therapy. And sometimes if the fascia is too tight in the vagina, in the vajayjay, the, the connective tissue, the linear alpha also becomes too tight and doesn't function properly to re-adjust um, itself. So many times I have women work internally 
and on their abdominals simultaneously to close up the gap because of that deep connection through the fascial system, right? So we don't only want to work through muscle. We want to work through nerve. We want to work through uh, connective tissue. We want to work through blood supply. We want to work through the energetics. We want to be thinking of ourselves in our totality, right? Not just like one area. Yeah, on every level, on every level. Yeah, and so let's talk about pelvic floor and the digestion connection. So how does poor pelvic floor health then translate into digestive issues? That's that's a great question. I mean, um, the thing with digestion issues, right, if there's scar tissue in the abdominals, if the abdominals are tight, and when I talk about the pelvic floor, I want to just define it. It's from the, the bottom of the ribs all the way to the top of your hips. So we're talking about the whole area. And, and we're just not talking about the vagina, right? So when we talk about digestion, sometimes if the pelvic floor muscles are too tight, women have poor ability to go to the bathroom and do number two, and they're heavily constipated. And that's because the pelvic floor muscles have to be uh, balanced and supple and be able to relax in order for urination and defecation to occur. So that's the main issue there with digestion, that the pelvic floor muscles, if they're too tight, you're going to get constipated, right? Or you're going to feel like you can't evacuate completely and then you push and then we create a sequela where we put ourselves at risk for a rectal prolapse in conjunction because of the pushing. So women think, oh, I have poor digestion. Yes, you must look at your diet, but then go a little bit further and say, hey, what's going on with my pelvic floor? Can I bring that into the picture as well? Yeah, that's so key because I think, uh, you know, there, there's so many women out there dealing with, you know, constipation or that can even lead to hemorrhoids when they're they're pushing or they have just weakness in that area and uh, it's totally solvable. And so let's talk about the connection between toxicity and uh, pelvic floor dysfunction. Well, that's a that's a great question. That's, that's a loaded question. I mean, there's a catch-all diagnosis right now called pelvic floor congestion, pelvic congestion. Have you heard of this, Wendy? You know, I haven't. Okay, it's a catch-all. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what's wrong with you, you're congested, right? Now, the pelvic floor muscles are highly innovated and they have a, 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 a huge amount of lymphatics and circulation, right? So many times, and, and there's yeast and there's candida and there's a whole sequela of things. Many times when there's high levels of toxins in the body, the pelvic floor muscles will become more constricted. They will feel more, and this is my experience, they will feel loss of sensation. You will feel um, like something is just not right, but you can't put your finger on it. So I think toxicity and, you know, a good detoxification program, and I do recommend this for my women, sometimes helps with the pelvic floor healing because we have to hit the healing, like you said, from all aspects, not just one thing. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that where because you have so many lymph nodes in the pelvic area. And if your lymph is stagnant, where you have a lot of toxins, and they just are stuck in your lymphatic tissue, and they just can't come out, that'll cause problems. And there's a lot of metals like aluminum and mercury that cause numbness and tingling that can mm-hmm. affect the nerves in the pelvic floor. And there's a lot of like pesticides that contribute to endometriosis and other heavy metals that affect your sex hormones and interfere in that. So it can definitely complicate any uh, physical issues you're having in the the pelvic region. Um, So you have uh, so many educational materials and information about caring for your pelvic floor. So how can women take their, can take back control of their pelvic health? Well, I think the first thing that they should do, they should really attend the masterclass because there I give you the absolute best of the best, right? So they will go to pelvicpainrelief.com friend slash Wendy. I gave you your own thing. Okay. Cause I've, you know, we needed to keep it simple. So that's really super important. Now on my website, I have a bunch of free downloads, pelvicpainrelief.com. You can go there too, but I think the masterclass is really important. That's when I, I, I really break it down for everybody. And then those who want to go deeper, then I'm going to invite them to join me in my female pelvic alchemy program that I open once a year. 
And that's when I personally take your hand and walk you down the, the, the yellow brick row of pelvic happiness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, and this is so important. I think this is just information that every woman needs to know because we all are we all need to just like a workout with your body, lifting weights or playing tennis or whatever you're doing, you have to tend to those muscles also and like a traditional workout doesn't tend to that. That's why I like Pilates because you're constantly working your your pelvic muscles and pelvic floors are really focused on that and muscles that you don't work out on a traditional workouts. But short of that, there's so many things that you can do to help your pelvic floor and prevent symptoms and stop the ones you're dealing with right now. Yeah, and, and I would agree. I mean, I think the first line of defense before anybody does actions, before anybody the mess surgery before anybody considers taking any kind of pill please do conservative natural therapy first because it works and it's actually recommended by many different organizations and i think that sometimes women are not given that information and so i think natural therapy first you do that come to the master class i invite everybody to attend and then you just figure out where you want to go from there you know, what, what is, what is your path, you know, and it's better to prevent things before they go crazy. Right. Cause women come to see me when it's just like, you know, I have, when, when, when they sign up for the masterclass, I have where you can submit a question. I answer every single question. Um, and it is amazing the questions that I'm getting and the suffering that's out there and women just don't know, you know, and I'm, you know, they don't know. Yeah, and then I think any time that a doctor recommends a surgery for you, I think you should always get a second opinion and always look for other means to go about preventing that surgery. Say if it's for prolapse or removing your uterus or you know having surgery to to help the, the your stomach muscles sewn back together or what have you, um, because you know surgeries go wrong. People get infections. Yeah. Uh, they have nerve damage. So it doesn't. There's not some guarantee that this surgery is automatically going to fix the problem. Yeah, and I would agree with you there. I mean, there is no magic pill. There's the work. And the work is not complicated. And once you know what to do, it doesn't take a whole bunch of hours a day to do this. But it's really important that we understand that there is no magic pill. The magic pill is you awakening your inner healer, your inner guru, and then taking charge of your own um, medical care. Yeah. Yeah. And so what kind of things are women going to learn in your masterclass? What What are the topics that are covered? Oh, wow. There's so many good topics. I'm still working on it. But the, but the topics are the different kinds of things that can happen in the belly. I'm going to go over that very quickly. I'm going to talk about the Kegel controversy. I'm going to show everybody how to do a Kegel correctly, you know, as the way it's been indicated. I also talk about um, different kinds of preventative measures that they should be taking to to avoid this in the first place because what is it an ounce of per an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure right so i'm all about that first and then my my q a's um get a cup of tea get a glass of wine because i don't leave until every question is is answered and i do immediate hot seats and the, during the q a i think that's really fantastic sometimes i'll go for an hour and a half i'll go to i can't go anymore you know and these are the things, and I think these this information that I'm giving is not readily available because I say, okay, what can I give that's different but can bring profound results very quickly? Yeah, and I love the Kegels also uh, helping for uh, helping women have orgasm and intensifying orgasms because a lot of women the struggle in, in that department, and uh, you know they just need to again strengthen those muscles down there if they expect their lady parts to work properly. Absolutely. I mean, there's no such thing as going to the gym and my girlfriend goes to the gym for an hour and a half. I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? <laughs> and, I, and it's just like too long. And I, say, I say, and I say, okay, are you doing your pelvic exercises? Are you, she goes, nope, I don't even think about that area. I'm like, well, maybe you should give 10 minutes to a proper stretching program so that we can balance out the pelvic floor and then and it was really surprising because she's like a, a healer, very well-known healer, right? And yeah, she goes, no, I don't think about that. 
And I was like, how interesting is that? Yeah, I know some right? women, they strengthen their, they're doing their leg squats and they're doing their biceps and they're doing their stomach crunches and doing their, their lat pull downs and whatnot. But you've got a whole, you've got to hold up all of your organs and your vajayjay <laughs> and your rectum. Like that's, that's priority, I think. I think so. <laughs> and the thing is that you can incorporate it into your, into your regular exercises too. It doesn't have to be separated. You know, you just have to have the right guidance. I do talk a lot, a lot about that. During the Q&A of the masterclass, I give a foundational program. And then after that, I go deeper, depending on what the questions that come up. And I do like hot seat healings, you know, which are always a lot of fun. And then there, I bring a pencil because when I say something, you, you may want to write what I say down. You know, you, you may want to have this, this information. Yeah. You know, I always think of whenever I'm doing any kind of exercise, I'm walking, I'm holding in my pelvic floor, I'm holding in my stomach, like holding it in and up a little bit and, and holding all that in the whole time you're working out. So it's like you said, you can kind of incorporate that into what you're already doing. Um, but I, I'm sure you have so many different tips in this masterclass. So I highly recommend anyone that is interested in this and prevention go to pelvicpainrelief.com front slash Wendy. Yeah, so go there <laughs> and check it out. So uh, Isa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Are there any, is there any parting words or anything else we've left out of the conversation that you want to share? I mean, the only thing that I would share is that um, we have more control than we think over our health. And that not to be afraid because fear and fear of failure is the thing that stops people and women from doing the work that they need to. Sometimes, like Alice in Wonderland, we must go through the rabbit hole in order to come into the light, right? So, and to know that you hold the key to your own healing, right? That you're your inner healer, your inner guru, and that you navigate the boat, right? And not to look extreme. We can't outsource our health anymore. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a long time that it just needs to stop. I think that my parting words. Yeah, I we have consultants for our health. I look to doctors or functional medical practitioners as consultants uh, to give me options. But these days, I mean, they just don't have time for you. They don't have enough time to spend with you to answer all of your questions. They usually get like irritated with you because they have their next patient in five <laughs> minutes. And so you you really have to arm yourself with knowledge and learn all this stuff to, or you know, you just can't leave it up to somebody else. No one's gonna care about your health as much as you do. Well, Isa, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Myers Detox Podcast, where we give you all kinds of solutions for women's health, detoxification, detox protocols and supplements, and everything related to uh, healthcare, alternative healthcare, and heavy metal and chemical detoxification. So thanks so much for tuning in. It's my pleasure to serve you and help to educate you about your health. Thank you so much, Wendy. I had an amazing time. Yes, Thank I you for too. bringing this information. Thank you. Yeah, it was so fun. It's always so much fun talking to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, good. it's always good to talk to you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week.